and we are back welcome back to off the ice the podcast we are now on season three technically i'm alessandro with christian however we are missing one member today due to a illness non-covid related if you want to get technical nick is missing today unfortunately yeah he's day to day day to day with non-covid illness all right yeah so we hope everybody is having a good day we are back for season three of off the ice podcast obviously we're now winter and today we're just get right into it we're gonna be talking about the leafs um because they just made two big trades yeah i was like oh, what are we gonna talk about today and mm-hmm. then on the way home give me a huge splash uh which i guess we're gonna go with the o'reilly one first right oh yeah Probably that's a big one well i don't we'll know the we'll have to get the audience you know catch up you know the, the listeners the, the the audience or the um the other one's pretty big too the one that most recent one but okay, uh, do whatever you feel is best then yeah if i pull up the full trade here yeah so essentially was, yeah it was basically it was ryan o'reilly retained uh wait. yeah so Leafs got ryan o'reilly they retained yeah, salary. Was, uh so they ryan o'reilly and nolachari and uh they gave up important uh, abramov got at uh first um Ottawa's third, they got in the Matt Murray trade. And then uh, they're second next year. And then they also give a fourth to Minnesota to retain another 25% because of cap reasons, because this league is a joke. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, well, okay. We The thing is, we have a little bit of hindsight now because Ryan O'Reilly's been great on that second line role with Tavares and Marner, now Nylander. Hat-trick. I, I could be great with them though, come on. Yeah, I know, but obviously... At the time, you know this. I was a little skeptical on it. All I got was uh, was Nick Foligno vibes. Like, obviously, Ryan O'Reilly is a better player. But it just feels like you're giving up a lot for 20 games. But this is their season to go for it. So, like, am I going to – and it kind of contradicts what I'm going to say about the next one. But that's at the time how I felt. But then, like, a day later, I was like, you know what? They got to go for it. This There's no other way to say it. Uh, yeah, I could see how you felt that way, like with the Nick Foligno vibes in that aspect, because like they they did trade for a captain of another team as they have the last was it two or three years now. Nick Foligno, Mark Giordano, Ryan O'Reilly. Now he's obviously older. He's having a poor season offensively, at least defensively. He's still a monster. Selkie trophy winner. I think it's twenty nineteen. Obviously, he wasn't point per. Game, no, it's bad to his standards, he... but he it's good for like NHL standards. Yeah. Plus, like St. Louis having a bad year, he doesn't have too much help around him. Yeah, well, everything was going wrong in there. But yeah, so traded for captain of another team, and Leaf wise, he's they got kind of a more gritty forward. Who's I feel like he's a player who will call people out in the locker room as well. When they didn't, they don't have any of those. Yeah, it's another leader in the locker room, and yeah. like, I mean, it's such a cliche, but like, it's always it's got to be said. Like, yeah. he knows what it takes. It's 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 stupid to say. You hear it all the time. All the all the the hockey guys. Oh yeah, leadership in the locker room, but it's true. Yeah, and. On top of that, like you said, he'll hold players accountable, especially the locker room. I mean, we don't that we know of, but you know, it's who knows what goes on in there and who knows the last few years what it can do to a team. But yeah, they must be tired. They must be tired of hearing it. Imagine being in that locker room. Yeah. That's tough. That's a guy that'll help hold them accountable, help relieve a little bit of a little bit of not stress, but alleviate maybe a little bit of the pressure. It just slots everybody down in like the right roles as well. Like all of yeah. a sudden, Kerfoot can go like now third or fourth line. Engvall can go where he needs to go, even though I still don't like him. Um, Three and a half million dollars for a fourth line player is brutal. Kerfoot, yeah, it's tough. But brutal. Frank Cervalli reported rumors to rumors to Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, that'll so we'll come see. later. Trade deadline's still going on here. What is it, Friday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So March the third. 
next episode, maybe Kerfoot will be a Vancouver Canuck and will God, happily please. own Luke Shen. Please. Yeah, no, but uh, overall, I it's weird. I thought he would be playing third line center. I mean, I think most people did, and it's like, look at that. Look at that threat down the middle, Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly. But I but think... Then, but then it, camp but, is, like, underused. Yeah, but I, that's okay in a fourth-line role. I don't mind it, but it's fine because they need a little winger. He's going to tinker. He wing. may end up on the third line as well. Yeah, well, apparently Keith said that he told O'Reilly that, or no, he told Tavares, he said, this isn't like a one-off. Like moving you to the wing, putting yeah. you on O'Reilly's wing isn't a one-off. Like, so it's probably going to stick. I think it was Sean McKenzie or uh, Kyle Bukaskis uh, during the first game that we got O'Reilly, they were saying how um, Tavares, Keith has wanted Tavares to play in the wing for a couple of years now, mainly last year, but we didn't have the center depth to like allocate the proper centers down the middle. And now we do. So I think they've always wanted him on the wing and for his foot speed, for like his strengths, he actually does fit yeah. better on the wing at this point in his career. Which is, I mean, if they go by, uh, they keep the, right now they move Nylander there, but when Marner, if that lines Tavares or Riley Marner, think about how good that forward group is defensively. Having yeah. John Tavares on the wing and then Mitch Marner should be in the Selkie or yeah, in the Selkie conversation. He's a winger. They won't they'll never give it to him. I know, but he should be. Think about that you got two natural centers playing. Tavares gets a lot of a lot of um a lot of uh so what I'm looking for here. He's, he's a lot of pressure. No, oh. yeah, but not even like a lot of his duties, a lot of responsibilities kind Pretty of natural center technically. Marner used to be a center. Yeah, that too. So that, I mean, it's not going to be a shutdown line because you can't have a line with Mitch Marner and John Tavares on it and not try and score. No, but it's a reliable uh, defensive line. It's a reliable, yeah. They're not going to get caught in their own end and they're not going to make have many defensive lapses. And I mean, well, the moment I think about it, that Boston series in 2019, that Tavares line was so was great against the perfection line. Yeah, but they didn't score. They didn't score. Well, they, when they were all to shut down the best yeah. league in hockey. Yeah, that's what it was. And they were trying to rely on the Matthews line to fix it. Didn't that. work. And it didn't work at the end of the day. Because I think that was the series Matthews was awful. Uh, if I yeah, correctly. I think so. That, that was probably his worst playoff. That started the streak of Matthews yeah. bad. Like, well, that was his one bad playoff series. And then Marner, that started his streak of like no goals yeah. for like, like two playoff series until last year. Yeah, but even, even looking, like you were saying, uh, Oh my, wait, is this? Oh, I didn't even know this. What? Wait, what? O'Reilly had 19 points in 40 games? I thought yeah, he was closer to 30. Pretty bad. Like I thought he, he was, was on like my fantasy team 20s. for like a good week there. It was tough. I thought it was mid to high 20s. No, he had a rough season offensively. bad. Well, last year he had 24 and 45. The year before that, 58 and six. Like it, it was a steady, it's been a steady decline. I mean, the year the year they won the cup, he had 77 points in 82 games. And then right after that, he dropped to a 61, 61 points at 71. And then 51 in the shortened season because of COVID, but 54 and 56. So he was almost point per game again. I wonder what he has since he got to the Leafs. Was he at like four points already? He already has five. He's five yeah, and five. He's five, different people five games of the Leaf. Oh my God. Because two were like the very first couple days. Yeah. They back yeah. to back. Yeah, they played back to back to back. Yeah, but it's not just O'Reilly problems. that we got. So the people, the place, the piece yeah. that we're forgetting in this deal is Noel Chari, who Which also some, slots some everybody else very nicely into the forward group. No more uh, Pontus Holmberg, who I did become a fan of, though I would have to say. Yeah, I know you want someone else on the lineup instead. No, like I liked Holmberg. Like he was no, settling no, no, in, no, but I'm it's just I, not his time. 
no, no, no. I'm saying I know you want someone else out of the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. His name is Pierre. <laughs> no secret there. Um, yeah, Nolachari. Oh, okay. Like right now, this is speculation. I'm kind of cutting ahead here because I just wanted to pull up the lines just to have for reference. But right now, they have Lafferty in fourth line right wing. So, but who got pushed out? Who was there before? Is Kerfoot there? Kerfoot's there. Is that there? there? No, Zach, Zach Astorice. Zach, I don't think he'll get cut out. Zach Astorice, I don't think so either. I think it's a I'm not sure. trade coming. Yeah, I, they're not done here, which is what we're going to get yeah. to later. But this team's not done there. But not done. But even Achari's been good. Just some bottom six. Bottom he hits six. a lot of people. Yeah. So cool. That, that's what the, between Achari, physical, tough. Ryan O'Reilly, physical tough. Jake McCabe, physical tough. Sam Lafferty, like you see along these lines here what they're trying to do, but they, they knew they needed sandpaper. Yeah, it, it, they, they added. I mean, it feels like they try to add sandpaper, add sandpaper every year, and it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. So you need those guys that listen. Austin Matthews should not be out here trying to, you know, be a Kyle Clifford. Yeah, but just kind of try and you know not get pushed around. We just need people to finish their checks. Like guys who are and on every line gonna just wear people down. They and also they need they also need guys to move out of their own crease, which yeah. which I think the, they addressed the, in the, the second trade. This exactly. So that moves on to the second trade. A full trade. This is a doozy. There's a lot. Big big trade with Chicago. Yeah. And I mean a trade that gets you uh Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty, two of the one of the, I don't know, maybe not top 10 trade bait. I don't know. I didn't really look at the trade bait lately. It might have been like 10, like the 10th. The 10th? Exactly. Him and Lafferty might have been in the 10 to 20 range. I don't know I if Lafferty was on there. He might, he might have been lower. Yeah, probably. For sure. But the trade was, so uh, the Leafs got McCabe and then Sam Lafferty. And they actually got, and even, they got two conditional fifths. Yeah. 2024 and, and 2025. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then the Blackhawks, uh, the Leaf gave up their first next year, which is or sorry, two years, which is conditional. We that I thought it was. Oh no, they don't have this year's pick. What am I thinking? They they traded in the O'Reilly trade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the top ten protected in two years, and then their second in three years, and then Joey Anderson and Pavel Gaga left. So the best part of this deal is that Jake McCabe fifty percent retained, and I think yeah, this and is, team control. I love this trade so much. That's the thing. You got two mm-hmm. more years on top of this year of team control. You know what it reminds me of? So we all know that that GMs love their their few t- teams to talk with, their few GMs. And it's yeah. funny. Like it's no secret that Kyle Dubas likes talking to Kyle Davidson. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's except it's for well, the Matthew Nice the squabble well, there. <laughs> this is what I was gonna say. It reminds me of not to the same degree. I'm not saying Brent Brian Hagel is obviously higher end than Jake McKeebitz, but it kind of reminds me of that. How Dubas wanted to take a shot and give up Nice, get Flurry and Hagel, because Hagel gives you team control and he's young. That's cheap, cheap team control, which is what you need when you have your top four players making a combined like basically half of your roster almost, have your cap or whatever. It's like a 30 year cap. Is, yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that, but of course something happened there where the trade got leaked and then it just fell through. No to... This is what it reminds me of. It's it's cheap, team control, young player, young defenseman who will slot into your lineup and he'll give you good, good minutes. He can hit. He had some 
big hits in Buffalo. He's been pretty good this year on a really bad Chicago team. That's another thing. Which $2 is hard million to do. Dollars for the next two years after this year. He makes the same amount as Justin Hall, just in case anybody wanted to know. Well, that's the other. So this is the weird thing. So if Zach Aston Reese right now, as as of this recording, the Daily Feast, they, they team hasn't practiced. This is just purely projection. Yeah, they're it guessing. means nothing. If you have Sam Lafferty on the fourth line with Acharya and Kerfoot, this is what they're saying right now, and then they have McCabe. Oh, I so hope this happens. They have McCabe sliding on the third pair in on the right side in Justin Hall's place. Okay. As of right now. Wait, with who? With Sandine. Oh, with Sandine. Which I think might work. Obviously, so, we have to see first. And then it's Riley, think, Brody, Jordan, I like Logan. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which um, I did hear. I, sorry. I did no, hear on uh, yeah. what I think it was Leafs lunch on the way home um, that they were debating if, because McCabe can play the left and the right side, which mm-hmm. is another thing that the Leafs love. They love versatility. So they were saying that he could actually play with Riley. Which I'm not sure about because then they would have mm-hmm. Brody and Hall and then Jordano and Lilgren. It's it's all about oh, the defensive thing. Just, it's all about the penalty killers Sandine thing. Then. Pardon? You're just pushing Sandine out completely. That might be what they want because Sandine historically in the last couple of playoffs hasn't done the best. Yes, like, but they also pushed him out of the lineup. Yeah, last year they didn't Probably play him. shouldn't have. Yeah. Didn't make much sense. So it also depends on what they do now because there's rumors that. Either Engvall, Hall, or Kerfoot could get traded as as a cap dump mm-hmm. now, which is why I think Aston Reese is going to end up playing. Yeah. Well, there was there was something because we're like what half an hour clear of uh, Dubas's press conference. Jonas Siegel tweeted something. So uh, Kyle Dubas on the necessity of another move to accommodate the Jake McCabe slash Sam Lafferty additions, as well as Matt Murray's imminent return. <laughs> he said, "An old friend of mine used to say, when time is on your side, use it." And I think this just has to just just shows like Kyle knows he's not on contract next year. At the end of the day, you have to, and especially when the team has gone seven years going nowhere, you got to take a shot. And whether he's here here next year or he's not, no, 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 I know. I'm just saying, like looking at this core, you have to look at it from a whole perspective, right? You got to go for it. Like this year, I feel like we say boomer bust every year, and then when it happens, it's like ah, but you know. Maybe they're fine. Maybe it'll they'll probably run in the back again next year. They don't have to, you know, make significant, significant changes. And then it's just a cycle. This oh, year might be different though, because it is the end of Dubas's tenure. And yeah. if if they don't go anywhere, he'll most likely be not escorted out, but, but like he probably won't resign. And then someone else would take over. It makes me mad because you see stuff like this and it's like, why would you want to get rid of him? No, if you compare this like, to like it's a the, great trade. The Tampa trade. Yeah. Oh. So just for context, second, third. Oh. for context, recently, literally yesterday, Tampa traded for Tanner Janot, which was like a good ad for them. Like they did like the same thing yeah. they did with Hagel or like Blake Coleman a couple of years past. It makes sense. But they traded a first in 2025, also top 10 protected. So the same thing that we did. Um, a second round in 2024, a third rounder, a fourth rounder, and a fifth rounder in 2023. And they give up Cal Foot, one of their promising young defensive prospects who got pushed out of the lineup this year. According to I, the athletic, I, I just don't understand. Like it's what immediately came to my mind was Barkley Goudreau for a first. And obviously this is a much steeper price. And apparently I think it was mm. Sarah Valley that tweeted that they were actually looking for two firsts in Nashville. Two wow. firsts. David Paul going over the bank. Yeah. This is a guy that has 14 points in 56 games this year. He had 41 and 81. So half a point per game player. 
And then in 2020-21, he had some time in the AHL as well with the, with the Wolves, Chicago Wolves. He had seven points in 15 games. Yeah, so, like, is this, this many picks. worth, what is it, five picks? Because it's a first, it's a second. Yeah. And then Cal Foot. Fourth and a fifth, and Cal Foot. Is, I mean, it, you could think, okay, the guy's, you know, maybe he's, you know, young. There's potential there. Again, we talk about the really popular thing right now, which has a lot of value, is cheap team control. But he's 25. I don't see. I mean, listen. There's not could, much upside there. Yeah, it could come back. Just prime. like just like the Goudreau and Coleman trades, we look like idiots. Mm-hmm. But or Nick Paul. No, but the Nick Paul one, I didn't mind because they knew they weren't going to sign Matthew. Was it Matthew Joseph also a free agent? Yeah. So they just figured, you know what? And they so ended went, up I think he Nick went to arbitration. Paul. Yeah, they, they ended up him. resigning. They ended up resigning Nick Paul. Yeah. Anyways, but it's. I didn't mind that trade. I actually, I actually liked that trade at the time. But it's just, it, it's why, you, listen, I understand their mentality in Tampa has been just go for it. What do you care about the picks? And I agree. This is your time to win. You've won. You want to win more. They're only getting older between Sam Coast, between Hedman, between Kucherov. Like age isn't on their side anymore, especially Hedman and Sam Coast. Yeah. And plus, I do, I do think Tampa got. A bit worse, like on paper at least. Like they lost McDonough, which I think is going to hurt them in a playoff series more than most people think. Like McDonough was very extremely effective against the Leafs last year. Yeah. Um. So that would also, and then their forward core, they lost someone. Palat. Oh, I can't believe I forgot that. They yeah. lost two big pieces, and they lost uh, Yanni Gord as well. Oh no, no, uh, they, wait, they didn't that was have year him last before. Year. Yeah. yeah, that was year before. And like they, they didn't really replace them. They just gave Sergeyev more minutes. They tried to give Cal Foot more minutes, didn't work out. So they flipped him for yeah. Geno now. I don't know. Like it's if you put the Leafs against Tampa on paper, it doesn't look as far apart as it once did. It's just a weird trade. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd think, okay, if you're giving up five picks and a prospect, there's something there that maybe yeah. we're not see. You know what I mean? Like, but and I don't know. It's just such a weird trade. And he'll slot into the middle six. He'll probably be good there, right? No, I don't want to doubt Julian Brisbois, GM of the Tampa Lightning, because he is kind He's of made a some great trades. And he has yeah. taken over for Eisenman very effectively. Listen, we can look back at this in a year and go, you know what? It was worked. I don't think it'll be people are gonna say, wow, steal of a trade. It'll be they it was worth what they gave up. Yeah. Maybe. But like where right now, where do they have them slotted in? Third line? Yeah. Third line with Nick Paul and Ross Colton. That's a good third line. Yeah. Pretty good third line. I just I don't know where like this and, and insiders were saying they were just saying, well, expect you know, Tanner Janot getting some calls, Tampa's in on him. Like, don't be surprised by the price, it's gonna be more than you think. And after they're like, and it was we told you, we the like we said, <laughs> don't be surprised. And it was exactly what it was. It just drives it's just insane to me how Tampa, you'd think, I guess, yeah, no, no, they paid more than the Leafs did for McCabe and Lafferty together yeah the, the Leafs gave up the Leafs didn't give up any high-end prospects they didn't give up they, they give only picks and to be honest like 2025 I think that's when Matthews deals up so Juba says yeah. I'm not going to be here we're trying to win with Matthews and we don't want him to leave so he said I'm going to add when Matthews is here it all makes sense to me yeah well that's the other thing yeah you, this is basically like your tryout like you try to show Austin oh yeah like I'm saying like yeah like you know like the front office showing we're committed to winning we want you to stay we will try and, you know, we're, we're, we're not here to just, okay, next year. Okay, next year, we'll try again. Like, we're in it 
to try and win now. We want to surround you with talent and give you the best opportunity possible to win. Yes, and, and in that thought, though, can we just talk about how every other team is basically doing the same thing? Like, in oh, the East is, the Atlantic, is like the Atlantic, huge, oh. not just the Atlantic. The East is a yeah, monster to get out of. Yeah. I think, did you see the post today? It was like, uh, of the seven Stanley Cup contenders, six of them are in the East. Yeah. So Tampa, Toronto, Boston, the Rangers, Carolina, uh, Jersey, and then Colorado's the one in the West. Yeah. Like those oh, are based on the odds. There's other obviously other teams in the mix. It's like one after another after another. It was the Rangers deal first for Tarasenko. Leafs trade for O'Reilly. Boston counters gets Orlov and Hathaway. Then nice. <laughs> Leafs counter with this. McCabe. And now soon to be. Uh, and Tampa got Janot first, actually. Yeah, Tampa with Janot. And then Jersey with Meyer, the big deal yesterday. Oh, yeah. Which that took forever to get announced. I don't under. Yeah, but that's in, we can even get into that in a bit. But And then soon to be the Rangers are going to get Patrick Kane. It's just going to happen. Whether you uh, like the all signs point Man, to it. Just, I don't it's want them to get Patrick Kane. But it's, they're moving way too much cap. Like they're doing too yeah. much cap finagling. Like it's just going to happen. Like I don't want it either. But it's gonna happen. That's a disgusting top six. They're for the imagine, Rangers. You imagine a line of Panarin, Zabinajad, Kane. Jeez, yeah, Panarin and Kane again together again. They're back. They were dangerous. Um, and then you do Kreider, Trocheck, and Tarasenko as your second line. Yeah, pretty good second line too. Damn. You could even change up. You could even do like a, a Kreider, Zabinajad, Kane, and then a second line of Panarin, Trocheck, and Tarasenko. Maybe Hedl gets in there. I don't know how much they value him. No, I don't think. Actually, you know what? The Rangers change up their lines a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. They, they're constantly moving. Like Panarin at one point, they they, they never used to play. He never used to play with Zabinjad, never used to put him there. And then he was struggling with Trocek, so they moved Panarin to the top line with Zabinjad, and they moved him back. And then Trocek went to the third line, and I think Hedl was centering Panarin at one point, and they're just like all over the place. The whole league is all over the place right now. I'm scared. Like if I had to make a bracket for like the top sixteen right now, like I generally don't know. Like there's oh, like eight is... different teams going for the wild card, and then like I don't know who I don't know who I'd pick as a favorite. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Right now it's an arms race, and it's literally the worst year. Okay, maybe not the worst year, but it's like one of the toughest years probably to win to get out of the East. Yeah, like I would not bet on a Stanley Cup finalist this year because I truly have no idea. <laughs> well, out of the West, the West is pretty weak so yeah but then it's still random that's the whole thing in the east it's strong and you don't know and then in the west it's weak and you don't know the winnipeg's been good but i don't think if colorado's healthy i don't think anyone touches them yeah but can they just turn it on all of a sudden again yeah i think so so. why tampa 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 doesn't tampa it's the same thing especially because mckinnon ranted and lance car hasn't even played this year the it happens with every single defending champion it's kind of like okay we had a short off season regular season's a regular season they literally had so many injuries they're still in the playoff spot because the west is so bad but they actually were able to hold you know see a float through all the injuries i don't know i feel like the loss of Patrick just, may, may hurt them more than it looks like yeah they do they do need a second line center oh we didn't even say it. islanders were bad as well oh yeah that, that happened first, that was a the while first ago. domino to fall yeah, yeah exactly like it's just like it's just an arms race and, and the islanders aren't even like I don't think that good, like contender-wise, like they're fighting for a wild card. Yeah, well, and they still did it. I think they're st- well now. Barzal's hurt, but I'm pretty sure they're still in the top wild card. They are, like, but it's but like, like everybody's two points apart. 
Oh, are they, I thought they were like four points up or like six points up. It's it's a battle. It's a tight let's, race. Let's see which is, it's just yeah. in a year where it's kind of like a make or break year for the Leafs, it's just not a good Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're in the thick of it in terms of like the trade talks and, and spending what they need to spend to, to, to stay stay and contend with all these other moves that are guys. happening. But like it's uh a lot can go wrong. And I, I listen, you gotta do it eventually. When no, this was the year to do it. If you put it off every single year, then all of a sudden, you know, where's the window? Where's the window to win? And the Leafs have a big window if they re-sign Matthews. They have if. a pretty big window if they re-sign Matthews, which... Not just him, though. You got to re-sign all four of them. Yeah. Well, Tavares will be much cheaper, most likely. Yeah, that right? age. That's going to be a lot. But Nylander will be much more. Yeah. They're basically going to replace Tavares. They're probably pretty much going to take up, like, make up for each other. Like, they're going to have probably a similar difference. You probably still get a little bit of cap relief because Neiland is probably going to want what nine and a half, maybe ten. You think he'll want ten? He might want ten. He might want ten. It, it depends what he does in the next couple of years. Like his deal isn't up yet. But it, if he does this year, every year, ends how much the cap goes up. Also, that, right yeah. now, that doesn't look good either because well, who knows? Gary Bettman's a mess, and he does that cap will not move. But didn't they report is supposed to be like 85 million soon or like 85 to 90 in like three years? Yeah, but that was before I think Batman got asked again. He said, Yeah, we're not sure how much it's gonna mm. go up or it's gonna go up. It's probably it was I think it was supposed to go up to three million dollars. That was the projection, like this offseason. And I'm pretty sure it's already lowered, like yeah. the projected what everyone thinks it's gonna go up. Probably maybe it'll go up a million, it might not even move. This is what happened when a lawyer runs the league. We have no idea what he's saying. It's all just a game. <laughs> I mean, it's business. Business is business, but like yeah. When you're making six billion dollars in hockey-related revenue, like, come on, like, do you want your league to be? Look how many teams. Imagine how good the trade deadline would be if the teams actually had cap space and they didn't have to jump through hoops to make deals. Like, look at the Rangers. The Rangers would have already gone Kane. Yeah. More teams would have been in on Kane too. But no, you got to retain. Okay, but we also need to dump some cap. Uh, and then on top of that, we also need to get a third team involved to retain another 25%. It's like the NBA is just, oh, look, there's a big trade. Yeah, every day. Like, you know, when, when do you ever hear, oh, yeah, they can't fit this player under the cap? Unless like, it's a small like, market team. In like a trade. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a soft cap. It's a different story. Like, it's a completely separate situation. I, I am surprised, though, that like the NHL is like, teams are flipping lots of picks this year. Like, they're kind of doing the NBA thing. Like, usually it's like, you don't go past like a year or two's worth of picks. But like this year, they're like 2025, 2026. They're just throwing it out there. Good. Good. And it, I think reckless, but... <laughs> that also comes with, with the need to, um, with the price going up with the need to retain salary. I think that that also goes with that. Like, yeah. at least you have to spend another fourth just to get another 25% retention on O'Reilly. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm sure in this, this Jake McCabe deal, what maybe they would have had to give up maybe maybe that second pit round pick they gave up would have been like a third i i think if you're getting both lafferty and mccabe that first is probably going to stick but i think maybe that second turns into like third maybe something along those lines it would move a little bit it's, it's like that 50 percent retention because it's only two million dollars it's not anything huge but Beautiful. for the leafs to fit under the cap it's got value you know like yeah. teams are going to use that to their advantage. Like they're going to, they're going to, you know, dangle the carrot in front of you and say, mm-hmm. listen, you've got your cap strap, like everyone else in this league, you kind of need the retention. It's only $2 million, but $2 million can go a long way. 
just like Kerfoot at three and a half on your fourth line. That money could be very well spent somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Last point. So the last thing I feel we didn't we didn't really mention it. It's very brief. In the Sam Lafferty Jake McCabe trade, the Leafs did ship out Joey Anderson, which is this seems minor, but I don't know if anybody recalls when the Leafs traded for Joey Anderson. The whole thing was that like he was like he was like a project, but he was supposed to be like a mold of a Zach Hyman. Yeah, he's never panned I out remember, obviously. I, I remember this. Yeah, I'm quite sad about this, but I feel like the Leafs failed them. Uh, listen, I think if they knew. That they had a Zach Hyman mold on their hands, like what? Who? I think it was it was it was Steve Dangle when he was working with the Marlies, or he was yeah he was covering the Marlies. He said he asked Kyle Dubas. Um, I don't know if it was him or he was. I can't remember exactly if it was him or he was in on a, a on a scrum. I think it was him. He said, "Who's the most underweight underrated forward and who's the most underrated defenseman on on the Marlies right now?" And who did Kyle Dubas say? Zach Hyman. You mean Defense forward? You mean, suggested... hmm? you mean forward? What did I say defenseman? Yeah. Yeah, well, one of each. But yeah, he said most underrated forward on this team, Zach Hyman, and then a most underrated defenseman, Justin Hall. I mean... Of course. But listen, you've gotten your value out of him. He's played many games for you. Like it's, you know what I mean? For a guy who was late bloomer, he got you good minutes. Sometimes not good. Minutes, yeah, ECHL player to talk. It was yeah, it was pretty good. It was still like a success. Yeah, like it's it's not a failure. At the end of the day, and hopefully now, if he does play, he has sheltered minutes. Please, please, he cannot even play in your in your first two pairs. He has to be a third line player with sheltered minutes. Can they please. kick him out of the penalty kill? Yes, he could. Uh, they could go like yeah, Riley McCabe, Brody Jordano. It's not gonna happen. Riley McCabe, Brody Jordano, do it. Hall it's not gonna killer. No, because Keith loves Justin Hall's penalty. And that's one of the Why? that's one of the parts of that's one of the stronger parts of his game. Yeah. He can kill penalties. But he can't clear the so net. If you have him in the lineup, if but if you have him in your lineup, he's gonna use him there. That's Damn why it. everything is solved if you just take him out of your lineup. Well, we'll see him out. It's gonna be it's listen, it's gonna be a competition. And even the Ford group, if unless they I think there is another trade coming, it's gonna there be is. just capped up it's they're they're done buying that that's over but unless there's, there's something else looming but don't quote us yeah if something if something is is not looming and they don't end up dumping any cap and they decide okay we're just going to keep matt murray on ltir until playoffs which is not a good idea no um, no no not a good idea at all i mean so listen simsonov's a starter simsona uh, yeah, it's happening starter. it's just gonna happen like but you don't want Murray to go into the playoffs like cold if he cold, doesn't have to exactly. come in He's gonna for get some reps. reason. Yeah. Like at least at least a week. Couple. Yeah, give him something. Unless you want Joseph yeah. Wall's backup. Just to get but... some relief as well, right? You don't yeah. want him playing every single game, which is what's happening right now. At least we're not is... in a Michael Hutchinson situation. Like, I'm okay with this situation. Yeah, with just... With, 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 well, I don't even know why Shelgren, I guess... Listen, Joseph Wall's... Oh, Wall's had a great Marley season. That's, that's, that's why. why. They want to yeah. give him a shot. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like, it, I, I don't feel, I feel like Dubas won't hold on, especially because Matt Murray's like one of his guys, you know, he's with the Sioux. He's a Sioux. That's yeah, all exactly. it is. He loves those Sioux. <laughs> so I, I don't, I think he's going to make, make some cap space. Listen, if they can send him off to Vancouver and I don't know if they, they probably have to pay to get that contract off their books, obviously, or else why would the Canucks be taking it? Who are you talking about, Murray? No, no, no. I'm talking about Kerfoot. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. I don't. You think they have to pay to get it off their books? The Canucks just need players. Like they're playing like their lines. 
well, if they were smart, they'd be like, listen, you're cap strapped. You think they're smart? This, this contract. Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I know. that. That's that's what if. That's a big if. Look at their second line. Vitaly Kratsov, Jack Stanika, Brock Besser. Yeah, but they don't though. care this year. Okay, nope. but come on. Give them Kerfoot. They can take Nils Amen out of the lineup. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Who? I don't know. The fourth line center. Nils uh, Amen. Yeah, I don't See, know. They need, they need Kerfoot. See, whoever thought you'd they say don't, that. They don't care. They, they don't care. They want to lose games. And yeah, finally, they they, at least they're at least they're committing towards something. Right? They get Bedard, the hometown hero, to be talked about in a future episode. You heard it here first. Yeah. But, yeah, if they could pay, I don't know how cheap it would be. It's not like it's some huge cap hit. But, I mean, if you use the, your negotiator, you strong arm them, and you use your you, you use your negotiating tactics to your advantage, you could probably could, get yeah. a, a decent pick out of it to take on a contract that's not very expensive and that doesn't would does even have another year on it. I think it's pretty much done. Mm, Kerfoot? Yeah, I think he, he's done this I year. I think it's almost done, year. yeah. I think it's he's done. done this year or next or this year, right? Yeah. It's one or the other. And either way, if you're the Canucks, like next year, Jason, you, you don't have great contracts, but if you ride it out anyways, because you're not trying to win next year, I don't think. Uh you're gonna not. ride it out. Yeah, this is the last year. Yeah, see, so there's no reason. Oh, they can ride it out. No trade. Ooh. I'm sure he would he would get moved. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. What is he? McDonough. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's right. an interesting day. Yeah, so uh, this definitely spiraled off of our original O'Reilly discussion, but we did talk about the Leafs, and that was the goal. Yeah, so Listen, to... when, when a splash this big, you got to talk about both. And yeah. this is the more recent one. I feel like there's there's more to, to talk about here. Yeah, more to talk about here. So yeah, that's it for today. What does Nick usually say? If you're listening uh, while you're driving, please drive safe. <laughs> if, 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 you're, if you're listening at home, take a nap. And uh, I don't we'll think he says that. Yep, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>